0: Welcome to getting to the truth in this art i am your host rob lee and today my guest is the co-anchor of wbal tv channel 11 news today uh we have jason newton welcome to the
1: podcast Hey, man, I appreciate it. I'm just warning you right now. You know, it's it's getting late in my time, like 10 o'clock. I'm bound to say anything right now. I've been up since <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, wow. You're
0: you're wild man. You're wild man out here. <laughs> I, I see people, when they get up, they do their morning practice. And I'll see, like, guys I know, artists I know, people in the scene that I know. And they're like, yeah, I've been up since 4. It's like, when do you sleep?
1: <laughs> hey, trust me, man. It is it is such a struggle to keep it consistent, I always say that, at least for me on this shift, it's just, if I'm just in the bedroom by seven o'clock, I'll be, I know that I'll have a decent day, but I have, you know, I have a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a cat running around the house and, (laughs) you know, parents call. So, I mean, it's just, it it is rare that I'm actually up there by seven o'clock, but when, you know, when I hit the sweet spot, it's a great night's sleep. Uh, That may be once a week,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I thought I was gonna have like a super early like in bed sleep situation yesterday, and I found myself I was in bed at like six thirty right, and Man. I find myself like at 11 still watching like old WWE matches from like 1998 <laughs> eating like Fritos. I was like, yeah, what if, what if I become?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's me too, man. For me, it's, it's either like Wordle or it's, a, um, you know, some kind of puzzle or, you know, you go down some rabbit hole, you search one thing on Google that's led to 17 other things. And then, you know, I may have been in the room at seven, but it's nine o'clock. I'm sitting there like, okay, so I squandered two hours of getting to bed on time. But yeah, it is. It is. That's the hardest part. The getting up part is easy. I mean, the alarm clock goes off. I got to be to work on time, but it's committing myself at night to call it quits. Um, And that is that is a task.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Um, So for the fine folks that don't know, and I don't know what's happening, but give us the vital stats, your background and like what
1: interested you in like a career in broadcast journalism. Uh, i had zero interest in this career uh, i mean when i say zero i had i knew nothing about it knew nobody in it um, people are probably sick of hearing the story. I, um, so I went to university of Maryland because I knew that forever I was going to be a pediatrician. There was no doubt about it. There was no questions asked. I didn't research anything else. I didn't ask any other questions. I had done an internship at Union, Union Memorial, uh, in the pediatric clinic for a while, And then I had a, a cousin who's, uh, her father was a doctor. So I was lining things up with him. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to university of Maryland. And I took, I was taking all biology classes. I took this class, organic chemistry, which is, it's a bear, man. It's like creating things with molecules. You learn how to do all the bonds and this bonds to that, blah, 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 which on the surface was easy that first time. (laughs) Then the second time I took it, I was like, okay, let me just pick up on things. They'll give me study tips and put stuff on the wall. And draw. I did that in my room. My room had nothing but flashcards on them. Then the third time I took organic chemistry, I was like, okay, I think there's something to me not taking this class anymore. Uh, I mean, when the, you know, when the professor starts to notice you by name in a, in a classroom, it's a University of Maryland classroom with like hundreds of people. Yeah. I'm like, okay. He should know my name. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, uh, you know, you, you do some soul searching. My father worked on campus at the time and he, he was an administrator before he retired. And so he knew my grades, like he knew how poorly I was doing, but what I'm grateful for is that he never said anything, hmm. never said, he never called me to the carpet, never said because I was an adult at that point and I had to figure it out. Now when I did eventually find uh, the major that would fit for me, uh, we did have that conversation, but he let me sort of, you know, choose my own adventure and, and <laughs> work my way out of it. Um, and I found really good people in the college of journalism. Um, yeah. Yes, part of it was that my credits lined up, but B, I knew that I was curious, a curious person. Uh, I remember here in Baltimore names you, you're probably too young to know but like Al Sanders, and Jerry Turner, uh, John Buren, and these all on Channel 13, and Rod Daniels, and so on, blah blah blah. blah. Um, and I knew I. I knew I appreciated their work and I admired them as people. Uh, and I just thought, you know, one thing after another happened. Um, so from university of Maryland, got a job in Salisbury at WBOC. So I worked there. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but figured it out after six years of doing it. Um, a brief stop at UMES for a semester, as we figured out what the heck came next yeah. uh, and then went to Milwaukee and worked there for about seven years um, and then back home. And I mean, you know, it's, I'd be lying if I told you I perfected it because I have not. <laughs> I steal from people that I admire every day. Uh, I figure out new ways to do things every day. Um, there are days where I'm like, I did not get it right. And there are other days I'm like, oh, all right, let's go ahead and hold on to that. Thing. So listen, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm prepared to learn for the next 30 years or so. Um, and that's fun to me. Uh, if yeah. I wasn't, then I know I'm in the wrong place.
0: And I think I think that's important to find a spot where you're perpetually like interested in wanting to learn, like no doubt. in, in the, the the job that I have in a day, daytime and even doing the podcast stuff. You're always learning something new and being in these different cohorts. I, yeah. I would describe myself as I'm an audio nerd. I'm an audiophile by nature. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, how do I do that? Oh, I can do that with my voice. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, um, and Robin, know what? And also, like, it's not even just learning, but it's just being happy, man. I mean, why show up for eight hours? Why spend eight hours of your day miserable? Um, And I say that to a lot of the high school kids like, oh, it's like, if you choose something you'll be happy with, that you go in, and listen, every day's not going to be perfect, um, obviously. But if you can just come in and find bits of it that you're happy with, Within that eight hours, for the majority of the eight hours, yeah. um, you've done yourself a service. But if you're just going to do it for the paycheck, or if you're just going to do it because it looks good, what's the use? What do you have to show for it?
0: Yeah, I mean, and you don't want these kind of like adversarial things, right? Like I I, I I talk about it with my, with my girlfriend all the time. I was like, we don't have an adversarial relationship and and (laughs) it it extends, right? Where you don't want to have an adversarial relationship with yourself. Like, I'm, why am I doing this? How did I put myself in this spot? And you're like hating it. It's like, no, you have to elicit joy from it. And to your point, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be gold, Mm -hmm. but you get back on a horse and you keep, keep riding. Right. And that's part of the challenge
1: too. You know what I mean? So you get knocked off the horse and it's, you know, it's a bad, it's a bad day. Like you go home and you're just, but you, at least for me, I'll sit and stew about that for that night to figure out how mm-hmm. to fix it. Uh we did a Facebook live today and the video was vertical instead of horizontal. I had no idea until someone told me it was happening. <laughs> and I'll t- I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be thinking about that until the next time we do it. Hmm. Um only because I wanted to be you know, you wanted to be right, you wanna be perfect. Now am I gonna sit home and cry about it and, you know, yeah. have a beer about it? No. But I will um I'll be thinking about all right, so here's a way to do it um better the next time. And in fact we already we just talked about it a second ago. Um because you yeah, you don't want you uh, you sort of want to outwork if it's not where I work yourself, I'll work the next person a little bit. I mean, that, that's my fun, you know, you know, that's that's my opponent. Um, and so, I you know, I don't know. I just like the challenge. I dig it. So we 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 have that
0: overlap, right? Uh, we have a few overlaps, yeah. but we have an overlap. Uh, so <laughs> thinking back to your time at City College and growing up in Baltimore, are there any lessons that you learned from from here, from home, whether it be college, high school, this this whole you know background that. Kind of stayed with you it may not be academic but something that stayed with you that you apply to like your 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 day-to-day now
1: uh yeah i would think that high school um if you want to talk about that connection was and i don't know if the same thing for you but for me is where i sort of came out of my shell i'm naturally an introvert i will choose alone before I choose a group. You know what always. I'm saying? If, if, <laughs> the, if there's the invitation to go to a group of, you know, pre-COVID, of course, a group of 30 people sitting around doing whatever, I will opt for watching a movie in the basement uh, and be just fine, <laughs> be fine <laughs> with it. But but what I think what that did for me in those years to, was to understand the value of not always just being the loner, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or choosing being introverted. And I think that it, it, it forced you to understand that, People live differently, sure. and you can see how you know. Oh, this is how you do it at your house, or well, that's how you do it at your house. Or to accept, oh, this is how you know your religion accepts this. Or you, know, you, you, um, your your folks don't have a car, so you catch the bus. Or your folks do have a car, you've never caught the bus before. Like it, it, it helped me to, um, I guess be more well-rounded. Say, yeah. um, and then you grow up a lot there. I thought, you know, because that's where I think freedom started to begin. Um and there are a lot of things that shoot that I did that maybe my parents don't even know that I've done. you know We would catch the bus down to <laughs> inner Harbor on early release days um and so it was beginning to trust yourself. Um, but I think overall, I guess in those years, if you talk about a lesson that I took from home, I guess I've always watched my parents treat people well. Mm. You know what I mean uh, I've never seen my parents yell at somebody uh, I mean, of course we' get in the car, we might you know talk about somebody after, after an event has happened, but they've yeah. always, no one has ever come in my house. My father hasn't offered them something right. or no one has ever been around my folks and been without um, without them saying, this is what you need. Fine. Like I've seen my mother go back in the day. I like, sure go to ATM and just, oh, you need some money. <laughs> I'm like, it oh, hey, wasn't that easy for me. You gave, you gave them. You gave I had them chores. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I had to earn mine. Um, but I think that if, if there's a lesson from them, it's just that they, they've always, have treated people well and fair. And that has always stayed with me. Um, and how easy it is to do. And you're like, man, why does it, why does this work for everybody? (laughs) Um, but I think if there's something from them, not taking that's, that's it. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's really important. And definitely echo that sentiment of, uh, around city or have you being there. I I felt like you know, learn diversity, you learn to like kind of this passive uh competitive thing where it's like everyone here yeah. is smart. I'm not the the smart guy in the class per se. There's like right. 10 of us in here that are like super smart and um feeling that kind of um competitive thing and, you know, looking like an athlete cause you know, six, four, like get three hundo at the time. So I'm just like, <laughs> right. it's like, why aren't you playing left tackle? It's like, look, I like to write, right. I like to write poetry. <laughs> and that's literally what I did, you know, shout out to night hey, Riders. Right, right. And, um, and just kind of having that, that air of tradition, but also recognizing like diversity and just seeing like just different things. That was the initial exposure. So in going to, to college, I kind of missed that because the college I went to didn't have that. And so I felt like I got uh, a okay. social college experience at city versus
1: at actual college. That's, that's no what doubt. I was, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I think that I think most of the social interaction that I remember most. Probably happened at city um rather than Maryland it's funny you said early what you were saying earlier about the competitive nature you walked into high school and- i mean as a kid, you think that you you think of high school as you know you're grown up but you're not but you you're like, oh I'm the smart one, and then like four or five. <laughs> 10 other people are smarter than you. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh no, like the, the jig is up. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking over my I shoulder. Have to like, uh. read the textbook now. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I have one of those memories where it's like, I, I'm in the class. I have perfect attendance. I remember everything. Right. And looking over right. my shoulder, I was like, how did you come up with that? Why do you know more
1: right. than me? <laughs> or, or you're like, Oh, I'm a good person. So how could I fail? And then, then you get your progress report and like, Oh, that's how I could fail. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Oh, that's that 38 right there. I ordered. Got it. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, what is it like being a Baltimore native while covering Baltimore? And are there like instances where like hometown pride kind of gets in there and you may second guess a story yeah. you may second guess <laughs> how you uh, approach a story or present a story?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely different from the experience I had in Milwaukee. I mean, you know, it's. It's different when you know how to say "I can trolley terrace," or you knew what a chicken box is, or you, you know, or you you knew what school was in the county, what school was in the city. Um, I don't know. Like it, it, there's something about the insider knowledge of it, but then you're also sympathetic to what some neighborhoods have been through. Uh, you who know, may go to the Preakness and see Park Heights um, mm-hmm. has this, I think, a first glance. Um, thought of what that neighborhood is like or or question why it's there. Um, but don't understand the the history when, that went along with it being there. You know, I remember I was I remember being in the newsroom and the person remained nameless. I remember them saying there's a story at a high school and the guy said something like, Oh, it's that such and such high school and he said under his breath, like, Oh great, right, yeah, that's uh go there, uh what is it? Yeah, they're pretty much just babysitters there and he saw my head pop up and he knew that I was from Baltimore <laughs> and he suddenly changes too, um, <laughs> because like, you know, you, I mean, regardless, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, like you still, um, you still have respect for the place where you're brought up. Um, and, um, you always will, even at the worst of times, um, I always will have a glass half full for Baltimore. I mean, we're going through yeah. a, a rough time right now. Uh, I mean, if it's bad, it's going on right now, but I'm pretty glass half full that it can, I always say bad. And I know there are good people here that I think will work to change things. I don't know if someone, if an outsider, feel bad. I remember when I first did this job, a guy said to me, and I was still, I don't know if I was in Milwaukee, but I mean, it was someone not from Baltimore. And he says to me, uh, Where's your next job? So oh, said, it's, it's in Baltimore. He's like, You want to go there? <laughs> I said, Yeah, I want to go there. <laughs> he said, That and I remember the last thing he said to me was, Be careful. I was like, what, what do you think I'm going there to do? Sell <laughs> heroin? Like, what? no, it's a city just like <laughs> every other city. Um, so, you know, you learned. Um, it's great. Yeah, you just learned to, you know, to, to support your own town. Like, I'll always be a Baltimore cheerleader. So, you no know, matter.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the things that, um, that has been really big and really important for me and kind of how I've like directed some of my podcasting efforts. Like, you know, outside of this, I do a movie review show and I do like kind of this, this weird news, pop culture show. And uh, over the years, it's like, I need to be a little bit more demonstratively. Like I'm a Baltimore guy. I'm a Baltimore guy. I'm a Baltimore guy. Because, uh, you know, back in like 2015, it was, uh, it was a part of a network and there were weird shots being thrown. And I was like, look, yeah. So let's not do this. And then right. with, uh, you know, the response to around like the Freddie Gray and, and then the fallout there and the, re- the response to it, it was even more vocal people that I was working with. And I was like, look, you're going to see some ugly Baltimore stuff come out and I'm going to be the person saying it to you right. guys. Like don't take sense. shots at my city. you're like, you know where I'm from. Like what are right. we doing? Right. And, and uh, I respectful. think that,
1: yeah. I don't, and I think some people like, they just, um, they, they just decide that whatever narrative they may have seen on the wire or, uh, the newsfeed or whatever is uh, a blanket statement of what the city is like. But, I mean, you could do that with any city. You could do it in San Francisco. You could do it in L.A. I mean, name the most glamorous city. And I guarantee you we can go to a neighborhood where stuff happens. Um, yes. I think that stuff happens in Baltimore. Like I, I don't deny that. But I also, oh, will tell you that there is an art collective, and there are these artists who are, who are wild. I'll tell you, there's a craft beer scene. There's you know yeah. guys like Wendell Patrick who's turning out music like crazy. You got Aaron over there doing uh, no picks after dark, and then Aaron Babin who's in schools helping young. guys. I mean, I will go. I'll give you a you know encyclopedia full of uh, yeah. names of people who I think are doing well, and nobody talks about them outside the city. You know, and so I think that for guys like me and you, like telling their story or at least bringing it up in those moments, um, I think are important. So if it's you doing it in a podcast or me doing it, you know, at O'Doc 30 in the morning, I, I think that there's reason, you know, reason to do it. Totally. Absolutely.
0: So I read an in interview.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, any, <laughs> I read in an interview that anyone past or present, if you, if you could uh, interview anyone past or present, <laughs> yeah. that it would be uh, Muhammad Ali. Is that true? And if it is, why?
1: Okay. I have to alter the answer a little bit. Cause that was at that okay. point. Yes, that was, um, Sorry. but well, we'll okay. stay there. I would still say yes to that. I think that, uh, he combined everything possible, the athleticism. He was a showman. Uh, he was a smart dude, whether it was in the ring or just, if you watch some old interviews with him, like way back, like, you know, um, even older than Johnny Carson show, whatever, like he knew how to command the room, but also he was this big muscular fighter that could just take you down. And mm-hmm. then he saw everything. I mean, it was during the time of his civil rights and, and trying to figure out his way through, um, whether he was a Muslim or not. And it just, you know, it was, I think that he had so many layers, um, that it would be a fascinating interview, uh, pretty much yeah. endless. Um, now the only reason I say I alter it because. Sure. Uh, lately I've gotten big into, you know, thinking about family members of the past. And my grandfather yeah. was someone who I just admired just hearing his stories, adopted, grew up in Philly, came to Baltimore, made a life for himself. He was in the Navy and then uh, became an educator teaching um, young enlisted black men, um, uh, English, um, English as in, you know, teaching English classes. Um, and stuff like that. I would love to sit back. And then he was a jokester and I only have a little inkling of it because he would pick me up from elementary school, but, uh, a little past elementary school, he developed Parkinson's, and so, um, like he, uh, you know, our conversations changed over time. And then it got to a point sure. where I was—I'm um I'm trying to think of a good way of saying it so it doesn't sound to belittle him. I was uh, watching him, babysitting him, for lack of sure. a better word, and I was able to communicate to him, but he wasn't able to communicate to me. So I would have loved to have you know, share the jokes that I know that I say here way too much that I probably got from him or, you know, see what my <laughs> father was like when he was my age or, you know, I'm sure he had some wisdom to impart that my older cousins were able um, yeah. to hear that I wasn't, you know, so I I've, I've felt not cheated out of it, but I felt that's one of those things where, man, I wish, you know, we could sit down and have a cup of coffee together.
0: That, that's that's great it's like you want to have the here's the the pie in the sky one and yeah. here's the one that is a little bit more personal that yeah. i think would be as rewarding if not more oh, no yeah, I, I dig that yeah
1: no doubt um, yeah you know because you know i think that um you always want to preserve family stuff um because you know in some cases once it's, if you didn't once it's gone it's gone so um yeah i would love to do that
0: so we were talking a little bit before we got uh, got started with the actual recording here um about uh that morning situation and uh, all right I can see that you're a morning person obviously but um <laughs> tell me tell me about some of those like daily routines um that that you kind of engage in to kind of get things rocking and rolling whether it be creative routines or like mm-hmm. otherwise like look I got to yeah, sure. have you know coffee this way or whatever Oh yeah, coffee—no
1: doubt. I mean, that's the only way the day's gonna get started. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm—you um, know—I I set two alarms because I know I'm one day I'm going to miss one of them. So it goes—one goes off at two, and I'm usually up for that one. And there's one that comes about five or six minutes after that. I, but I've never made it to that alarm in a long time, so I've been good at that. <laughs> um, you know, in the shower and out, and I even have an alarm to tell me when to get out of the shower. <laughs> uh, sometimes I hit that one, sometimes I don't. Um, and then here by three, um, and my routine is to read. I try to read every word that I'm going to say on television because I feel like if my brain hasn't touched it once and if I hadn't said it out loud at least once, I'm bound to screw it up. Now, do I still screw up? Of course I do. But (laughs) at least I give myself a shot not to. Um, (laughs) When we come in, producers have done largely all the writing. Um, And so I guess we're like a second set of eyes um, to sort of see our way through it. Um, I'll change things the way that I'll say it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I won't say that, um, someone was extricated from a car. I'll say they'll pull up, you know, they will pulled out of the car. Or I won't say that someone fled. I'll say someone took off on foot or, you know, things like that. Or if there's cities, um, or towns that, you know, I'll say differently. Or if you have insider knowledge about a school, um, second reference of city college to me will just be city because I know it is city, you know? Um, so I'll go through and find things like that. And then after that, some of my days are, kind of boring uh, setting up things for the show we do on sunday and just you know making phone calls to others are jam-packed um where yeah. we're doing interviews for that show and then there may be a request from a public affairs office to do a PSA or something like that so um the days vary but the good part of it is that they're all different um yeah. i don't know if i could be an accountant every day and run the same numbers or um jobs like that, I think that I need, I like the variety of, it. and then you're surrounded by people who are um, just as crazy as you are. So <laughs> we all decide to get up at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and so I think that, that, that helps also. Um, so the timing is the same, but the content and the, the, the what makes up your day um, is different every time.
0: Totally. Um, I have one more question before we get to these rapid fire. Ones. Okay, Let's go ahead. OK, um, so this is this is, a, this, this is a this is a thicker question. Okay. Um, so how how's your experience? How was your experience as a broadcast journalist during the Trump administration? And how has it changed since?
1: That's, you know, people ask me that a lot and um, it hasn't changed at all. I mean, I, you know, my job is to tell the story. So it doesn't matter what box I check, whether it's race, ethnicity, party affiliation, city I live in, whatever. I'm telling the yeah. story the same way. Um, so if, you know, if the dog barked twice, he barked twice, regardless of who the president was. Um, yeah, yeah. and so, um, that's important to me. And I think our company makes it pretty apparent that, you know, we're doing things the same way we always did. Um, are there people that may turn you the wrong way because of some of the things they say, or maybe it may affect, um, people in your field. Of course it does. And of course in the back of your mind, you may have certain feelings about it, but the moment I walk in this room, I get rid of a lot of them, except if it's the Raiders or the Orioles. I'll, I'll, you know, I make it known that <laughs> I, I prefer to see them win than lose or if it's city polygame. Um, but no, I don't, I don't care who's in office, man. If you're doing yeah. poorly, you're doing poorly. And we're going to tell the story about it. If you're doing well and things turn around, then we'll tell that story the same way. But, um, I don't think, at least I don't think so. And if someone has noticed differently, tell me, but I don't think I've treated any mayor or any, um, politician or any teacher or whatever, um, any differently. Um, uh, my job stays my job.
0: That's, that's legit. And I think, and it is a an additional bullet point. I think, um, an observation, I suppose, like WBA always kind of look like this is the trusted source. Like I, <laughs> I kind of shy away from my own perspective. I kind of shy away from a lot of it because there are certain outlets that I am like, this is super biased this is crazy. right right and and in other ones it's like oh okay I can trust this one this seems like fair and definitely keen on some of the things that I actually am interested in mm-hmm. and 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 that's what I look for I look for for that trust and it's kind of a an echoing of a conversation I had with um Lafontaine Oliver about wiPR and NPR it's just like what feels like this is trustworthy this feels like this is legit and I want to check further into it to learn a little bit more as opposed to this is how you should feel. We're right. your seat, and all of this
1: different stuff. and it's like, Right. Because that's hard to do, man. Like why, you know, pe- you know I don't know. People don't want to know how to feel. Maybe some people do want you to tell them how to feel. But that's not, yeah. that's not my job. You know, yesterday we ran a story about, um, what was it, Joe Rogan podcast. And all we did was mm-hmm. basically say, what happened? Some artists decided they're not going to, uh, they want their stuff to be on, on Spotify anymore because of this podcast. That's it. And I immediately got an email from a guy, you liberal, blah, blah, blah. How could I sick sick of people like you because you all I said was that people pulled their things off Spotify. But um but that's the climate that we're in now. So you know, we mm-hmm. you know, you just do your job and keep moving. <laughs> it,
0: it's literally the old saying of just the facts, just the facts, man, like that it's, whole thing. That's
1: exactly what it is.
0: Um, so as we wrap up here, I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Okay. And these don't, these don't um, require any extra context unless you really feel like you're like, I'm to <laughs> need to say something with that. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's the first one. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite German phrase. <laughs> so I feel Ousker like I did some little research there.
1: Yeah, you did. Ausgesagnet. That is excellent in German.
0: Um, okay. so Because you're 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 wearing the ties, you do the socks. What's your what's your preference? Socks or ties? And in terms of what I like the best? Uh, What is like? Yeah, what you like the best? Yeah. Oh, ties. What is your current golf handicap? (laughs) (laughs) See,
1: I'm trolling a little bit now. You really are. You know, I've never even calculated because I'm that bad. My handicap is that I have zero gain. If you want to
0: know what the is, <laughs> we'll calculate that. We'll, we'll put together a query and they figure that out. Um, favorite Joe Williams song? Oh, man. Every day I had the blues. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Um, got, got two more here. Okay, one I just added because I think it's funny. Um, thin crust or deep dish? Oh, thin crust. Okay, good, man. Good, man. Uh, lastly, um, because you were talking about it, uh, your, your your whole your whole sleep situation was kind of like rabbit holed out. What was your last um, Google search? My last Google
1: search. <laughs> Let me throw it away because I think it's a. Oh, I know. My <laughs> la, I'll tell you what my last Google search was was how to activate my Apple ID because we just started a podcast of our own and I could not get it to upload onto uh, Apple Podcast. I said that activate it. Activated. I've had an Apple ID for like ten years. I dig it. Dig it.
0: <laughs> um so that's pretty much all i have but i want to offer up the uh, opportunity and invite you to um telephone folks where to find you at online
1: yeah man i mean we uh, every morning if you want to find us we are we broadcast live on our website W-B-A-L-T-V, uh, dot wbaltv.com there's a little link there you can sit there and, and watch us also twitter and instagram i think one of them is at jn newt wbal i'm on there another one is jason underscore newton 11 i think that's Uh, Instagram. We have a lot of fun there. I've, you know, I've moved away from doing the headlines, which I thought no one looked at. And so now we just, you know, today I was talking about the floor director's shoes and uh, you know, we just have, I think it's a fun spot to get away from headlines that I think um, uh, can just drive you down uh, into a hole. And so uh, we have a lot of fun there. So people looking for things to see behind the scenes or they can see the WBAL TV puppy Tucker. um, There's that too. So um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to move from 13 or two, 45. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do, but I mean, 11-1 is not a bad place to land, man. <laughs>
0: That's great. So for, um, I'll wrap up there. So for, um, for Jason Newton of WBAL Channel 11, check it out, folks. Um, Rob Lee saying that there is like news, coverage, conversation in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.